impacts them every day. I think we're gonna do a great job. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Modern Man Podcast, where we connect men in pursuit of their potential. Join us as we embrace discomfort, cultivate community, and put wind in each other's sails. If you're ready to take your personal and professional growth to the next level, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget to check out the Noble Knights Mastermind Group, where you will find the support, accountability, and mentorship you need to achieve your goals. Join us and become a part of a community of like-minded men on a mission to improve themselves and elevate their capacity for life. I'm excited to have a guest today, father of three, recovering lawyer, best-selling author, ultra-endurance athlete, CEO, coach, and founder of Pure Power Botanicals, Don McLaughlin out of Colorado joining us this uh, on this call. Don, thank you so much for being on. No, Ted, such a pleasure meeting you and uh, so looking forward to our conversation. I appreciate that uh, that that kind intro. Absolutely. And, and Don, I, I like making sure that I, I give the guest and the audience an opportunity to get acquainted without me messing it up and interrupting here and there. And I also love hearing from the guest in their own words, how they show up in the world and how they introduce themselves. So I'd love to give you the microphone, give you the floor, give you the podcast, and you can address the audience directly. Tell them who you are, what you do, and what we're doing here today. Terrific, Ted. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, Don McLaughlin, um, uh, I am, as you noted in your intro, uh, first and foremost, a father of three, uh, 21-year-old daughter, 18-year-old daughter, and a 14-year-old son, and um, uh, professionally uh, trained and uh, practiced as a lawyer uh, starting about 25 years ago. And um, uh, that really set me uh, on a journey, both in the legal profession, but then also into entrepreneurship um, after uh, a, a, a very hard charging career uh, early on as a lawyer, uh, started in uh, uh, the DA's office as an assistant uh, district attorney and, and, and quickly moved into the uh, large law firm world in, in uh, litigation uh, in a large uh, firm in Denver, Colorado. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I will say uh, I love your intro, uh, Embracing Discomfort, uh, because uh, I feel like so much of my professional career and it's bled into my personal life has been about uh, uh, embracing discomfort uh, after trying to resist it for so long. And that certainly showed up uh, in, 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 uh, in my legal career. Uh, just because you know it's it's a challenging career for sure, and uh, I uh, found myself in in very challenging circumstances uh, of my own making, um, in part fueled I think by a, a desire to achieve and and ambition, which uh, I've since learned has uh, both uh, as in so many things uh, you know positive aspects and some ne negative aspects that we can certainly talk about, but. Uh, what I've learned uh, most of all is that, um, you know, there really is no way out other than through, uh, you know, I've looked for all the ways out and, and escape routes, but uh, I think the challenges are, are there in life for us professionally and personally uh, as opportunities to grow. And we can either shirk away and hide from them uh, and sort of kick the can down the road uh, to visit them again someday or really embrace them and lean right into them and in that way really grow as individuals. So that's a little bit about my background and, and it certainly led to founding Pure Power Botanicals, uh, which we can talk more about, uh, as well as uh, helping other business owners and entrepreneurs because 
entrepreneurship has meant so much to me. And um, it's, it's, you know, I feel like there's no better testing ground for, uh, for individuals than to uh, set out on, uh, on the, on the path of entrepreneurship yeah. and uh, happy to dive into uh, that as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Don, just, just an amazing journey from, from, from beginning to end, which I can already identify a lot of folks listening and watching can relate to because, you know, the, the ambition is great. And as an entrepreneur, you know, the peaks and valleys. And I do remember one of the vivid valleys where I'm sulking and I'm having a hard time and the pressure's mounting and my wife is, is there. She's like, what's going on? And I identified, you know, I do this to myself, right? It's my ambition that puts me in this position because if I, if I were okay with, with, the job that I'm working, if I'm okay with where I am in life, uh, you know, there's a lot of folks who would be thankful with what I already have. But because I'm ambitious, because I'm aspiring for more, and I'm putting this on my plate, I, I have to eat it. And 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 I love how you say, you know, that there, there's no other way than through. And we spend so much time trying to find out another option, or you know, what's the secret, or you know, what's the shortcut. But really, there isn't any shortcut, and that, that, <laughs> we have to that, go through. That, that's right. And, you know, for me, um, you know, that that uh, um, really I came face to face with that uh, after leaving uh, my post as a, an in-house corporate lawyer uh, at, a, at a Fortune 200 Quest Communications, which uh, was the former U.S. West in, in Denver. And uh, I was an in-house lawyer there during the period in which Quest was very much wrapped up in the Enron Arthur Anderson set of legal cases. And um, I had a tremendous opportunity to found a business that, that could help Quest and then other companies um, better manage electronic data in connection with investigations and lawsuits, which, as we all know, nowadays, you know, that's all it is, right? It's all yeah. electronic data. And so that business I founded in 2007, Falcon Discovery, um, uh, it, 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 uh, it, it was this fantastic opportunity uh, but also at a certain point, it it, it felt like a a, a, a a jail cell of my own making. I, I felt like, you know, I'd grown this into a, 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 and really my team had helped me grow this into a multi-million dollar business. And yet along with it came so much, right? Um, just, uh, you know, managing, uh, you know, a team of, of, of uh, employees, um, you know, lines of credit, and the fluctuations in businesses, just as you say, Ted, right? The peaks and valleys. One minute you're a hero, the next minute, you know, you're 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 at the bottom of the trough and, and it feels like there is no way out. And I got to that point about five years after founding Falcon Discovery. We had, you know, again, grown to a multi-million dollar business, had some marquee, amazing Fortune 500 clients, but I was really sideways. And the reason I was sideways is a combination of, just exhaustion and, and and just the accumulated, um, uh, you know, both exhaustion and stress from those peaks and valleys, particularly in the aftermath of the 2008 financial crisis, which wasn't just 2008, right? It was 2009, 2010. And I think we're feeling that now with, you know, COVID was a real shock, just like the 2008 crisis was. And then it, it takes years for a lot of that stuff to work its way out. And I, I was in the middle of growing my business at the time. 
So um, I got to a point where, um, as I say, I got, I got sideways and, um, you know, I was this combination of, you know, just burned out with the business and wanting out. It, like, I just wanted to quit. But but when you found a business, there was no there's no quitting. Right. It's it's easier to get a divorce from your spouse than it is to get out of business. And, and I say that painfully from personal experience. Um, and, um, I, 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 I hit, I hit a, a rock bottom moment, uh, November 3rd, 2012, when, um, I woke up on, on the floor of a luxurious hotel bathroom at 5am, a mess. And I r realized then and there that so much of my life was at stake, uh, this multi-million dollar business, but more importantly, my family. And, um, I realized, uh, then, uh, that, uh, I had to make some significant changes, which leads to so much else, uh, since, uh, 2012. And, um, uh, I, I like to say that, uh, it was, uh, as much a, a combination of, of, of grit, uh, uh, but even more so grace that I, I did make some significant changes that, uh, I, I can only attribute to a bit of a spiritual awakening I had in that very low moment, which I think, you know, we've heard other people have these rock bottom moments that turn, you know, it's an invitation, right, to step mm -hmm. into the opportunity to really turn things around and use that, you know, painful, painful experience as a catalyst for growth. And, um, and, and, and since that uh, moment, I um, resolved to, to turn myself inside out. Uh, first and foremost in, 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 in just my mindset and, you know, stop viewing the business as an opportunity to, to, to make more money, but instead an opportunity to serve more, to give more. Yeah. And, and that was born out of gratitude for, you know, so much in my life. And first of all, just the, the heartbeat that continued beating through the course of the night, which I, I, you know, I just got completely hammered and, you know, and didn't even know where I was. And so I had this immense gratitude that that translated into how can I give more mm. to my family, to my business, to our team, to our clients. And uh, I also recognized that my lifestyle was just not sustainable. You know, I, I definitely experienced periods of intense anxiety and depression, been diagnosed depressed, and I was on antidepressants while they'd helped during my hardest moments. I was pairing them with alcohol to relax, and and it was just... Uh, not a healthy way to live. And so I also knew at that moment, I needed to embrace my health in a very, very serious way, both in terms of just, you know, cultivating more energy and endurance and, yeah. and, and, and resting more, right? I was not sleeping well. <laughs> so it set me on this journey that lasted um, weeks and then months. And it, it, it caused me to turn over every stone to figure out how could I lead a better lifestyle and wean off of those antidepressants and so I have so many authors and um, and and um, uh, leaders to thank for uh, my turnaround. Right, I think we're all the 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 accumulation of the experience and the influences that we have, and I'm so grateful to so many that virtually just mm -hmm. helped me along the way because I was looking in the right places for the support that I needed to pick myself literally up off the floor, turn things around in ways that led to so much a good uh on the, on the back side of that very dark experience yeah and, and even seeing behind you you have the bookshelf i have a bookshelf behind me and we're so thankful for those who have taken the time to 
give their knowledge and give their experience for others so we can we can learn in one of the books over my shoulders breaking the habit of being yourself dr joe Dispenza talks about the two catalysts for change is one we get to a moment in our lives where we have no choice and we have to change or two we identify where we're headed in life and then we lean into the experience of others and, and start forming that change and, and just kind of recapping for people listening you know government prosecutor, trial lawyer, tech entrepreneur, and, and from all, I guess, perspectives outside of your own, many would call that successful. But what did it cost you? Because you mentioned on the floor of the of the bathroom, hitting rock bottom, November 3rd, 2012. And you're, you're looking around, despite those titles, you're you're not fulfilled. You're not happy. And this is kind of a, a cautionary tale for anybody listening, anybody who's ambitious, like you and myself, right? The ambition isn't the issue, but that success to that level, what did it cost you in that journey? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, um, at, at that moment, you know, it, 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 it cost me so much in my relationship with um, my then spouse uh, and my family. And um, you know, put so much at risk in in the business, and and uh, uh, and and you know, o- over time, I can see how my hard charging ambition led to that moment, and I just got misaligned. Right, the purpose of a business is to serve a customer or client, and I've lost sight of that in pursuit of sort of more, right, to grow a business more, and I came to terms with. Uh, that that I I was unwilling to continue down that path. It, it had led me there, and I had to realign myself with you know why would why did I found the business to begin with? It was to serve a customer, a client with a with a need, and um, all of a sudden I I just rediscovered the joy of serving because I think I was broken so wide open, and and this sort of house of cards I built. Uh, on getting more uh, came crashing down, and uh, and and I'm so grateful for that because uh, that's um, you know it wasn't a, a happy place to be, and I just resolved to give my best every single day, and I also recognized there were some dynamics going on in the business in the sense that we were getting to a point where. Um, there were going to need to be some big changes, right? Uh, either I was going to you know, start hiring a more senior team to really take the business to the next level, or the business would be attractive enough to another company to acquire, and it would live another day. And ultimately, that would mean probably me leaving at some point. But I knew that it just started with putting my best into the business and everything in my life. Um, in a way that I, I I hadn't been doing. I'd been taking a lot of things for granted about my business and my personal life. Mm-hmm. And so as painful as it was, it was this eye-opening experience. And, um, you know, it, it, it led to, as I said, so much good, right? I, I, I picked up books and articles and, you know, I started to, again, take exercise much more seriously. I started to look at my nutrition and, um, and, and what was impacting why I was feeling so crappy that I needed antidepressants and that I needed alcohol to, to, to relax. And, um, and that, then that led me to within six months of hitting bottom, I read a book called Born to Run by an author named Christopher McDougall that 
the whole premise of the book is about how we're, we're born to run as human beings, right? That's one of the reasons that we ha have, have flourished as a species. <laughs> and it was eye-opening for me because I, I really disliked running. I got kicked off my high school cross-country team. I was such a bad, disinterested runner. But when I read his book, it, it opened something in me, and it led to me jumping into this world of ultra-endurance trail running at the age of 43 when I had no long-distance running experience and um, I'm so grateful for that because it really, uh, um, as I mentioned before we hit record, you know, really changed the trajectory of my life of both long distance running, but then the health aspects that supported me doing so at 43. And here I am 10 years later, still doing it, getting ready for a 100K uh, race later this year down in, in Mexico that uh, I, I can only, uh, you know, attribute to that change that happened in the aftermath of me hitting that rock bottom. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's talk about that, 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 that climb back up from rock bottom, which uh, I'm not going to just blow past the fact that you're doing a 100 K soon. And you've done <laughs> a lot more of those races. I'm still working on a 5k, but we can, we got to start where we're at. Which, yep. Speaking of which, from rock bottom, so you mentioned within six months picking up that book, Born to Run. What was that climb back like? And what were some of the things that you found that helped you health-wise, um, your emotional and, and mental well-being that has continued to perpetuate into your everyday life now? Yeah, it's. Um, I, I, I mentioned it earlier. There's been so many authors that I'm so grateful for that I stand on the shoulders of. And um, another one uh, is uh, it, it, that resonated with me, right? We all have, you know, different folks that we resonate with. And for me, there was another lawyer uh, who was in recovery named Rich Roll. He has a, a very well-known podcast, the Rich Roll Podcast. He wrote a mm -hmm. book called Finding Ultra. And I read that around the time that I read Born to Run. And in Finding Ultra, Rich shares the story of his own rock bottom moment when he hit 40 and he realized he had to change so much of how he was living his life. And ultra endurance sports was one of the ways he did that, but also a plant-based diet. And so I started to experiment with a plant-based diet and I started to notice I, I had more energy and um, it just felt better. Uh, so, uh, you know, Rich is a, a person that has made so much a uh, difference in, in my life. Um, but then it spans uh, other disciplines as well, including, uh, you know, meditation uh, has been uh, something that's been a lifeline for me. And, you know, Radical Acceptance is a book by Tara Brock, B-R-A-C-H, um, you know, just coming to terms with, you know, uh, again, how I needed to get realigned and, 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 and start with my mindset which, you know, it, when I hit this rock bottom moment, and um, I'll mention another book that, 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 that made such a difference for me, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It, which uh, sounds very strange coming out of the mouth of a lawyer, uh, a male type A analytical lawyer, but uh, Kamal Ravikant is the, uh, is the author. Very, very short book. Uh, anybody can look it up on Amazon. It has, it, it, you know, it, uh, insane number of positive reviews. And what that book is really about is, um, that that it's so important for us to accept ourselves, warts and all, right from the get go, and and practice a forgiveness and and loving ourselves is 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 a fine line because yeah. it it's easy to fall in love with our personality that our ego sort of created over time, which is a, a good thing, but it can get carried away, right? And this loving oneself is more 
the, the, the space beyond the personality, right? Just us as a human being. And that book was transformative for me because in this low moment, that's what I, I, I turned into a mantra that's, that he advocates in the book. And it sort of just reset me in a way, right? It, 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 I had sort of broken my ego and shattered it in a way because I was so humiliated. Mm -hmm. This rock bottom moment happened at a family wedding in which all my closest family and friends were there. And, uh, and, and it started with accepting and forgiving myself. So that's another one that comes to mind, Ted, that I think I've returned to in hard moments, you know, when um, I think accepting ourselves is, is first and foremost, almost get beyond all the mind trash that can keep us stuck. I find that just that acceptance helps move past that and, and, and make some forward progress. No, absolutely. Because I mean, in speaking directly to the men listening to the podcast, you know, we know what it's like to avoid the mirror, right? And, you know, we, we don't look at ourselves more than a second when we're brushing our teeth, because we're ashamed of what we've done, how we've shown up, and we haven't accepted our past to start building upon our future yet. And, you know, the first step is is looking in the mirror, looking yourself in the eye and admitting your wrongdoings, admitting your shortcomings and and realizing the foundation of which you could build upon it and start building towards that future and then showing up a little bit better. Um, I, I'm curious into some of the benefits that you found personally through ultra running, endurance running. And, and obviously we, we've spoken a lot about the importance of our physical health on this podcast, not so much about that endurance aspect. I'd love to hear more on um, some of the benefits that you've received and some of the, the uh, I guess, tips that you've learned in the books. Yeah, um, you know, uh, the world of ultra trail for me has been um, just a, an ongoing invitation to just what you said at the intro, embrace discomfort, right? When you go out on one of these events, you are going to, you're, you're going you're gonna to get into that hurt locker pr pretty quickly, <laughs> uh, especially in the mountains. And there's no avoiding it, right? Once you get out there, there's not really a way out, you know, uh, other than through. And, um, you know, I think uh, mentally it's allowed me to be okay with what's happening right in the moment. And I think you're, you know, some of these events, it's eight hours, 10 hours, the hundred mile distance is 36 hours, you know, to get caught up in, I wish it was this way. I wish I was this far ahead. I should be here. That takes too much energy, right? Mm -hmm. And energy conversation conservation is so critical. And so just accepting exactly where things are at and just moving ahead one step after the next, uh, that's been a huge, huge advantage for me uh, to not only complete these events, but then deal with all the other adversity in life that all of a sudden becomes like, oh, wow, this is way easier than being out in the middle of a thunderstorm, getting my ass kicked right? It, it, it provides perspective. And so with my coaching clients, I encourage them to pick something out there in a way of an event. It does two things, right? One, it keeps you honest in terms of commitments you make to yourself about working out and, and training, right? And the second is, then you have the experience of being in that event and using it right as a, a, a sort of a, a, a way to provide perspective to the other challenges in life, right outside of athletics. And so um, that that's that's one big area is just the mindset to be able to endure discomfort because guess what? 
it ain't, ain't it's not ending anytime soon. So you just make peace with it, right? And and you almost in a, in a somewhat sort of masochistic way, you kind of then start to look forward to it because it's like, okay, I've been here before. I know what this level of pain and discomfort is, and it's okay, right? It's okay, you know. By and large, you're going to survive. Sure, there are threats to to life at at the extremes, but by and large, come on. I mean, you know, you're you're going to make it through. And again, I feel like that's helped me so much with other challenges in life. And then the second is just physically, right? If you start doing these events, right, you make them part of your lifestyle as an athlete. You, you just physically transform without even you trying to do so, right? It takes it out of willpower and grit and all that. And it's just, this is part of my lifestyle, right? I'm going to maintain a base level of functional fitness because I want to show up at these events and I want to have, uh, you know, a more enjoyable experience than, than, than being in the pain locker the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, and the whole lifestyle piece to it is, is that's what, that's what the identity aspect comes into play. A lot of folks, you know, they, they might, I'm going to go on a diet. I'm going to lose weight for my wedding, or I'm going to lose weight for this vacation coming up. Well, your identity is still that of what it was before, but when you embrace, Hey, this is my lifestyle. This is who I am. then the the workouts the training the ultra it becomes second nature and you just took my whole aspect of why i do ice plunges and <laughs> put it even even bigger on a higher podium but we are going to have adversities through life we are going to have times where again maybe the business looks a little rocky maybe we are are dealing with anxiety or, or stress in our lives and to your point the amazing thing is like going through a tough workout with my friends when we decide to play basketball before doing a full chest, chest workout and we're already exhausted before the workout starts, the result was laughter because we know we're not going to die. We just know it's going to suck. <laughs> and, and we're excited for the other side, right? We're excited that, okay, had this been easy, we wouldn't be as thankful for it. That, that That's right, exactly. And I think you know, now more than ever, the, the, taking that sort of approach to looking for ways to be in discomfort, I feel like is necessary, right? We're in a culture and increasingly worldwide where products and services are created for comfort, convenience, and pleasure. And yeah. while that's nice, it also is a recipe for a, a lot of negative side effects. And I think we're all very familiar with those side effects. We look at it day in and day out in the U.S., and so, yeah, I think as men, we got to look for ways to test ourselves, right? In ways that historically we were tested just surviving. And so much of that survival has been carried, taken care of for us. And, 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 and I think we got we to gotta recognize that there's a price to that comfort and convenience and pleasure, right? It robs us of our own um, strength and, and inner uh, uh, force, if you will, that doing things like turning the shower on to cold for 30 seconds, yeah, it may seem like not big of a deal, but it is, right? Because you're you're starting to get right up in your in your head and and you're reconnecting with a power that's inside all of us that that that, that is often watered down with a, a focus on what's the latest, greatest thing that's gonna make my life more comfy and convenient. Well, I, I think it's great for us to, in a way, rewild ourselves, right, is to embrace the painful aspects of, uh, of sport in particular as a training ground for life.
Yeah, no, I love that. It's just like the saying, you know, if you do what is hard, life will be easy. If you do what is easy, life will be hard. And so many of us uh, probably can relate to that experience. Um, I, I want to talk about hemp and CBD and how that's played into your health journey as well, because, um, you know, we, we've spoken about, sure, some of the shortcomings of traditional medicine and some things that some folks might find missing in their primary care physician, or even we've spoken a few episodes before this one on the importance of blood work and taking initiative of our own health. So I, I would love to, I guess, get your your insights on how hemp and CBD and other herbs have helped in, in your health and also through your mental in in the transition from 2012 to, to where we are now and what I imagine was kind of the inception for uh, uh, pure, uh, pure Power Botanicals. Yes, uh, thanks, Ted. I appreciate that. You know, it... it um... It was an unlikely. Um, uh, it was an unlikely intro for me <clears throat> into the world of hemp because, um, you know, growing up, I, I I I just stayed away from you know any of that um, and and just thought you know uh, marijuana was the next step to heroin, right? I mm -hmm. I just stayed away from it, and yet um, you know uh, I remember distinctly I was reading the Denver Post in early 2013. And uh, I just randomly came across a, an article about uh, uh, this thing called hemp uh, that um, had these uh, reported therapeutic and medicinal properties, particularly as it relates to anxiety. And uh, it, it alluded to the fact that some athletes were starting to use it for uh, for recovery. And uh, I was now, you know, I'm six months into my turnaround, right? And I'm looking for alternatives to the antidepressants that again helped me in my darkest moments, but I, I tried to get off of them and I, I I had a hard time doing so. And and what you know was supposed to be a temporary thing turned into a long-term thing, right? And I think a lot of us Americans can can relate to that pharmaceutical impact in our lives with you know little kids just being on this stuff for a long time. And I experienced that. And so when I read this article, um, uh, I almost fell off my chair when I read the part of the article that said. Uh, hemp is a derivative of the cannabis, a varietal of the cannabis plant, um, that it's legal and it's non-psychoactive. And the reason I almost fell off my chair is because I started my legal career as an assistant DA prosecuting cannabis crimes. Nobody told me anything about this thing called hemp that was non-psychoactive and, and that it was legal. And now for a long time, it was not legal because it was categorized the same as marijuana and, and a schedule one substance on the order of cocaine and, and heroin, which nowadays seems insane, right? Why would hemp, you know, <laughs> that has been cultivated, you know, for millennia around the world and in the US, right? Even during World War II, the government advocated the cultivation of hemp. So anyway, that article really opened my eyes and I thought, I need to, I need to dig into this. And so I just started to experiment. And fortunately, I was in the state of Colorado, which was very progressive in the earliest days around cannabis. And, and I uh, zeroed in on hemp. And the reason I did so is because it was non-psychoactive, right? And, um, and, and it had all these reported uh, uh, benefits. And what I noticed within weeks was I just started to sleep more deeply. Um, I just, I, I felt more poised and calm during uh, the workday in ways that I realized 
it was different than an antidepressants. It was, I started to feel just myself a little bit more. And over the course of God, you know, just a few short months, I weaned myself off of the antidepressants. And I realized something really significant was, was, was in this hemp extract um, known as CBD, right? There's, that's one cannabinoid among a variety of cannabinoids that are contained in the oil that's extracted when, when you extract oil from the hemp plant. And um, so, yeah, that's really how it, it started for me. And uh, at the same time, I'd mentioned Rich Roll, his book, Finding Ultra. He mentioned cordyceps, a functional mushroom extract long used in traditional Chinese medicine. So I started to incorporate other things around this time, turmeric, ashwagandha, things that, you know, back then no one knew about. I think now more and more people start to hear about these things that have been used again for millennia in traditional Chinese medicine and in Ayurveda, right? Um, the, the sort of scientific food part of yoga in, in India. And um, boy, all of a sudden that's what uh, I could go out on these, you know, multi-hour runs in the mountains and, you know, recover fairly quickly and just feel better than I'd felt my whole and entire life, Ted. And, and so I had to attribute it so much to this combination of things. It wasn't just one thing. It wasn't just the CBD. It was this combination of things in concert with my really taking movement seriously in the form of, of, of trail running. Yeah. How is that, I guess, echoed in other areas of life when it comes to showing up in your business and your, in your family, uh, in your, in your day to day, because a lot of folks would, would gravitate towards the benefits for recovery and workouts. Um, and the non-psychoactive aspect is, is a huge win because then you can still function in your day to day. I'm interested in how that kind of echoes in other areas of life too. Yeah, that's that's exactly the case. Um, you know, I as I mentioned briefly, I just felt much calmer, more poised, and um, uh, you know, I I feel like I just showed up, uh, uh, you know, a, a far better version of myself. Um, and um, I knew that these herbs were having a a, a big role in that, right? Um, and, um, yeah, it felt like such a gift it, it, to, to both have more energy cause I'd slept better the night before, and then to have a level of poise and calm in the midst of still so many demands coming at me every single day with whether it be client issues, employee issues, right. Uh, payroll, just all the demands that entrepreneurs uniquely face. We all do in our own way, but for entrepreneurs growing a business, these were still coming at me, but I just felt like I was able to navigate them again, much more calmly, much more resourcefully. And, and, and then, you know, still be able to go out for a, a run and, and put a lot of energy out there, but then recover fairly quickly, right? Just I, I, you know, I, as I shared with people, I'm doing things now at the age of 53 that I simply would not have done at the age of 33. I, I would be sore. Uh, I, I'm, a, you know, a, a winter uh, sports athlete too. And, you know, snowboarding is an example of one where you know, at the age of 33, 35, I wasn't like ob obesely overweight, but I definitely had an extra 15 or 20 pounds such that even buckling in my snowboard, it was hard to do. I didn't, 
And then all of a sudden, my I, I'm I'm starting to feel like you know I, I can do so many things that uh, that previously were just they were niggling you know just aches and pains that started to go away. And I thought, wow, uh, whatever's working with these herbs, I'm going to keep doing it. And uh, and it it really did feel like the combination of these things that 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 was delivering the biggest impacts. Yeah. Hey, I'm 35 and I get those aches and pains when I go snowboarding. I'm like, am I getting too old for this? And uh, I'm glad to know that if I if I treat my body correctly and I and I move correctly and and do my research and and adopt some of these herbs, I could probably still keep going for at least 20 more years. So. Well, it's so, it's, so, it's so funny. Just two nights ago, my 14 year old son, who's a, going into sophomore year in high school, he's a big basketball player. And he was playing with some buddies and, and one of their fathers who's a little bit younger than me. And just out of nowhere, my my son says to me, uh, you know, Dad, uh, you know, boy, he he had a couple times where he just, you know, had to get out of the game. You know, his back and just things were happening. And he said, I just, it was like, you, that would have never happened to you. You, you just <laughs> keep on going. And I, and I think it's attributable to, again, a whole mix of things. But certainly, you know, the right nutritional supplementation makes a big difference. And you see it in certain guys, right, that take care of their bodies. Well, it's a Shannon Sharp, a Terrell Davis, right? Guys that into their 40s, they start to realize, okay, listen, physiologically, we do slow down, we change. But there are ways through nutrition and supplementation that you can really stave that off and actually get stronger. And I firmly believe that because I've seen that year after year in different ways, Sure, you know, motor reflexes might be a little bit slower, but in terms of like core endurance and power and strength, boy, you can really, you can, you can get gains later in life. Yeah. And, and play to your strengths in life and lean, right. in, lean into that. Um, I, I, I guess I want to address maybe any of the skeptics, right? Um, in terms of how you intake CBD and some of these herbs, turmeric, I'm sure um, that's probably more basic. I've even put that, I've mixed it with, with almond milk and different drinks and things like that. But when it comes to CBD, hemp, or what was the primary intake at first? And obviously through your company, you're, you're providing more of an ease for folks to kind of adopt some of these practices. That's right. Yeah. You know, it started for me just in tincture form, uh, right. With liquid extract um, that, that um, I, I still find very beneficial. And we, we, we have at pure power, um, you know, a couple of things, right? Uh, you know, when we founded the company at the end of 2018, and you'd ask sort of anybody on the street, hey, you know, what do you think about CBD? They would look at you like you just asked about a UFO or something. They had no idea. And then, you know, then over the course of the next two and three years, it started to show up everywhere, right? Gwyneth Paltrow's using it, blah, 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 blah. And unfortunately, it led to uh, you know, sort of anybody and everybody having a CBD company and uh, and and the quality uh, definitely suffered. And and I think also in the mind of a lot of, uh, you know, uh, the public, it, you know, it comes across as the next snake oil, right? Because it's reported to deal with so many different things. And that's a disservice because there is immense science behind the benefits of these cannabinoids in hemp oil. CBD, again, is the number one that most know about. Um, but but I think uh, doing your due diligence, right, uh, of, uh, you know, who are you buying it from? Uh, do they actually test to ensure efficacy and that there's not 
you know, a bunch of other nasty stuff that that's that's in the oil is key, right? You you got to do some research, and then um, I think uh, you know uh, you you got to try it for yourself with an open mind. And I, and I say with an open mind because science has also proven that placebo is real. It's real on the positive side and it's real on the negative side. Like you can look into the research around placebo. Joe Dispenza talks about it extensively. It's very real. In other words, if you think something isn't going to work and you hold that belief firm enough, guess what? It probably isn't going to work. Nope. And, and likewise, on the other side, if you have a favorable, open attitude towards something, you're, you're, it's amazing how the body just responds in that way. Um, and so that's the other thing I'd suggest. And then the last thing is, which I, I think you see in the supplement space generally is that it's no longer just about CBD, right? M many of the biggest players out in this space, whether it's Thorn or some of the other big supplement brands, they've now realized where we started at Pure Power, which is one plus one can equal three. And now in the sleep products, they're having CBD and melatonin and they're mixing in different things. That's where we started at Pure Power because that was our that was our experience, right? It was all about the combination of things and not just CBD in and of itself. So I just encourage your audience to look for products that combine different things to serve a certain outcome, right? Whether it be energy or recovery or sleep. And then, you know, there's some of this, it's just experimentation, right? What works for one isn't necessarily going to work for another because we're, we're, you know, we have individual DNA makeups, obviously. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and that, that's where I think experimenting really does pay dividends. Yeah. All about doing the due diligence, finding what works for us and, and really just committing to the process. Right. And that's what I'm kind of gathering, you know, in, in 2012, November 3rd, you committed to a process that has taken you to a, a much better place in life. And no matter where someone is right now, while they're listening to this podcast, they can too take those steps in the right direction. And these are just simply uh, adages, tools, modalities for us to kind of add on to our building blocks, which would be our future success, but it's all a process and we have to do it day in and day out. Uh, Don, I, I would love for folks to, to, to get your help in that process, connect with you, whether it be through Pure Power Botanicals, your CEO coaching, or just following some of the amazing work that you're doing. Um, also know that you're, you're a best-selling author, Plants, Performance, and the Endocannabinoid System, the book on, available on Amazon. How, how can folks connect with you, reach out to you, and follow some of your work? Oh, I appreciate that so much, Ted. So Pure Power Botanicals, livepurepower.com is our uh, URL, livepurepower.com or Pure Power Life on social. And then uh, uh, you can find me personally on uh, on social at Don McLaughlin Jr. Uh, on, uh, on Instagram and Facebook. And then my my work with uh, CEOs and business owners is at thedreamexit.com, thedreamexit.com. And, um, you know, I appreciate this opportunity to contribute to uh, such a, a, a valuable conversation around, uh, you know, health uh, and and um, really taking ownership for uh, our own well-being and the way we show up day in and day out. Uh, I've, I've known both sides, right, how it is to just sort of drag through and, and look to get <laughs> rather than to give. And it's so much more rewarding and fulfilling to give 
uh, rather than just going for getting more. It, 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 it's so much for me is about life is truly about giving more in, in, in all facets of life. And it starts with us giving to ourselves in the way of caring for ourselves. Absolutely. No, that, that, that is huge. And Don, I'll be sure to have those links in the show notes and in the description for folks so they can open up and follow those links straight to those sources. Um, and, and speaking of this conversation, I'm thankful for you being on the show and sharing your knowledge. Last question. It's usually the heaviest one, which is why I save it for last. Um, and it's okay if you need a couple seconds to think about your answer, but what is something that you've seen or something that's happened to you that, that shapes the way you view the world as a man? Uh, it's a great question. Um, I think uh, the thing that's happened with me that's most surprising is that, um, you know, I, uh, you know, for so long, I I thought that uh, achievement was the hallmark of a, a life well lived. And, and I worked so hard, uh, you know, as a struggling student to you know, overcome some academic challenges and then go on to do, do uh, you know, do much better academically and then professionally. And it was always, uh, again, in pursuit of this idea that by achieving things, that that would be, again, the hallmark of a, a life well lived. And what's caught me by surprise is that while those things are fantastic because they can be, you know, uh, expressions of ourselves, that it's really in, uh, I think, you know, the, the Maya Angelou quote about people will most remember how you make them feel that that has caught me by such surprise because, you know, it's through realizing that it's not just about these achievements, it's about our relationships with others and, and what we can contribute to their own well-being that is actually the most deeply satisfying and fulfilling at the end of the day. I love that, Don. This is this has been an amazing, amazing podcast episode, and and I appreciate that feedback and, and that insight because I think a lot of us we do focus on the accolades, we focus on the achievement and the growth, thinking you know I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when, but that's a goal line that keeps on moving. There's really nothing like putting the smile on someone's face when you could serve them so greatly and so selflessly with something that you know they need. That's that's a goal post that's that's firm right where it is. So thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, it's all been all my pleasure, Ted. It's such a, 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 a great conversation to be a part of. I appreciate you welcoming me in. Absolutely. And, and to the audience making it to the end, I appreciate them rocking with us all the way throughout. I'm going to recap some of the gems that you you left along the way really quick, because I know a lot of folks are either driving, cleaning, or, or working out while they listen to the episode. If they're in the middle of an endurance trail run, Keep on going. The only way to get through is through. There's no way around it. But a desire to achieve ambition. So many of us have that within us. If you're listening to this podcast, I suspect that's you. It's okay to have that ambition, but also understand what you're doing it for. Um, there's no other way other than through, as I kind of alluded to just a few moments ago. We might try to find shortcuts. We might also try to find maybe the secret to success. But the, the truth is we need to go through the work in order to get to the other side. But also be cautious of building a jail cell of your own making, as Don shared when he started his company and enjoyed the growth, but also the, the demand behind that can be more constricting than it is liberating. And then how can I give more starting with gratitude and identifying that we're here for service, not to take, but to give and then rediscover the joy of serving. 
by waking up and identifying what you could provide to the world and then so selflessly provide that for others. A couple of great book recommendations, but also loving yourself like your life depends on it. We've talked about on the podcast before, if we made a list of the things you care about, how long will it take to you to get to yourself? Put yourself on that list. And as a matter of fact, maybe put yourself at the top. This is my lifestyle. Build an, identif an identity of health, not a fad diet, not a 30-day weight loss program. Become the identity of someone who is working day in and day out towards your physical health towards your growth. And you do that by seeking discomfort, avoiding all the ways that we can stay comfortable nowadays. And through that discomfort, taking ownership of your health, maybe exploring more of the holistic ways that we can take care of ourselves. Plant medicine that has been used for generations and plant medicine that has been used for thousands of years, the herbs, hemp, and use what's at your disposal and lean into the experience of others through authors and books and articles that can help guide you along the way. And it's all about how you make people feel, not about what you achieve. That's really the ticket in life. Don, thank you again for making it to the end. To the audience, thank you so much for rocking with us. We appreciate you. Share this with someone you know will get value from it. That's the best compliment you can give us. And of course, leave us a rating to let us know how we're doing. Hit like, hit subscribe to catch a new episode each and every single week. And as we always say at the end of the episode, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain. But you can't get the pleasure without first the pain. Let's grow. Let's get past it today. I think we're gonna do a great job.